You're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles. And we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Make and Multiply. My name is Matt Grun. I'm a pastoral resident at Emmaus Road Church, and I'm joined this morning with Ryan Chase, pastor and elder at Emmaus, and um, probably should address the elephant in the room. We went two weeks without anything. Oh, my. It felt, that felt like a long time. Too long. Part of that is, uh, it it wasn't an intentional break, but it it worked out. One week, I think all three of us were sick at one point. Yes. It was terrible. Yes. And then... um, most recently, our last week, we were in the Regional Assembly of Elders, and we had high hopes of recording in the midst of that and just the yes. busyness Every of Every intention to have episodes recorded to be released over that time, and life happened <laughs> life. As, as it does. Life came, came out as fast. So we are excited to be back. Yes. Um, and I think it's uh, appropriate um, to talk about our, the RAE. So you've, if you're at a Maestro Church and you've been around us and I think a couple weeks ago, we asked that you would pray for us as we anticipate right. the RAE. So what, maybe you're asking, what, what are those letters? Are there just mm-hmm. three random letters? What, what is it? And we're just going to reflect a little bit of what is, what we did that week. Yeah. Um, so the RAE stands for the Regional Assembly of Elders. And, and what that is really is, uh, so Emmaus Road Church is not on an island, right? We are not an independent church that we just do our own thing unchecked. We are happily a part of a family of churches, yeah. namely Sovereign Grace Churches. So that's our denomination, which recently, you know, relatively recently, back in 2020, became a confessional denomination, which is incredible. Awesome. Made a, a, a almost decade-long process mm-hmm. of taking these, yeah, just a fan, what was just a family of churches, a bunch of churches that have relational tie together, um, and making it a, the thing that unites us, a confessional statement. So back in 2020 at the um, not the regional assembly of elders, but the council of elders, which mm-hmm. is the entire nation, all the churches represented, yeah. and globally even because we've got that's true. Churches yeah, Australia, outside of the United States, and, so. in, in the, yeah, in Europe, yeah. that became they voted on to accept this statement of faith, which is our confessional document. All elders now must sign their not allegiance, but their their yeah, their confession. Yeah, we we to confess. We say with this statement, and we agree with it. So mm-hmm. that's the. That's sovereign grace as a denomination that mm-hmm. we are happily a part of. But that then that's sovereign grace is a like you said a global denomination that breaks down into smaller regions, mm-hmm. um, smaller in scare quotes because our region um, it's often referred to as the uh, the Louisiana Purchase. We are the Midwest Northwest region. We have churches, uh, obviously us here in Sioux Falls, two churches up in Minneapolis. A church down in uh, Lenexa in Kansas City, uh, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, same thing. Um, one in well, <laughs> one Debatable. in one in Hastings, Nebraska, and then we stretch all the way out into Bozeman, Montana, where we have uh, a sister church, and then mm-hmm. all the way out to the West Coast, we have a church in Oregon that's a part of our yeah. region. Um, so we are this, ma- <laughs> this geographically ma- big, spread out, relatively small, seven churches. Yeah, yeah. So. What that means is twice a year, we gather as a region, um, and in our region, there are, according to our book of church order and our polity, um, there is just some 
there's some business that can go down. There's, there's committees, there's, um, the region has probably the most power, just like in, you know, American government, you have the federal government, probably where the most, where the rubber meets the road is in your state and local government. Same Mm -hmm. with with us. Uh, the big decisions are made at the Council of Elders, which meets once a year at yeah. the conference. And a lot of that has to do with the Book of Church Order. If right. there are amendments to that, that has to be approved by the entire Council of Elders. Right. Um, Statement of Faith, you know, that was approved by the Council of Elders. But right. regional stuff, that, that's where a lot of our activity in ordaining elders, planting churches, right. partnering together on specific ministry initiatives, those things are happening at the regional level. Yeah, excellent. And so, so twice a year, once we meet in November, um, at the pastors conference, we, we meet as a, as a region. And then we also meet every spring at this regional assembly of elders or RAE for short. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially all the churches come to just one location, um, for a couple reasons. One, there's official business to be done. Like, um, there's committees that are voting on things and presenting on things and budgets being passed and elders being examined or uh, future elders being examined and ordained. And yep. then there are, it's just the, I would argue one of the reasons why I know you and I, and I think I speak for all of us, love our partnership with Sovereign Grace is that it's not just this formal um, confessional agreement with yep. one another, but there is relational capital. Yeah, we, yeah. we really do uh, relate <laughs> relationally, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We really do want to be woven into each other. So the RAE, yes, there's formal business that takes place and there's, um, there's budgets that are presented and passed. And, but I think probably the best thing that happens is just time together with other pastors, um, hearing church updates, praying for one another, hearing how things are going. And I think what it did for my soul in experiencing is just reminding us that, um, reminding me, we are not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and not only are we not alone, but all these other churches aren't alone, that we get to care for one another and yeah, pray right. for one another and build up one another. So yep. that's a overarching... Yeah. And and to kind of connect that to something our people are familiar with, everybody goes through our foundations seminar or mm. course retreat, now we call it, um, where we walk through our seven shared values. Uh, one of those is that we are elder-led and elder-governed okay. churches. So that has to do with our our polity. And you know our people see this reflected in our church that um, we, we don't have solo pastors. We have a team of elders, yeah. a plurality of elders. We, we really value that, that uh, and that we see that in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Wherever elders are addressed, it's always plural. Yeah. The assumption is that there are um, multiple pastors, shepherds, elders in a local church caring for that flock together. Um, and so we, we value that. And, and so then our, you know, that structure, local church has a plurality of elders. All the elders in a region make up the regional assembly. The council of elders nationally, globally is made up of one delegate from each church. So, right. you know, technical distinction in, in how that works. But I think it helps just to have kind of a, a structure in mm-hmm. mind of how that how that scales up. And and we love, you know, when, when we teach on this, we talk about, um, I think it's Kevin DeYoung who uses that illustration and, and says, we love polity, we love local church polity the way that we love a, a home security system. Right. Not because we love the alarm, the burglar alarm so much, but because it protects those that we do love. So we love our polity because those multiple layers like that, it's a protection to pastors and to church members. It it means that locally you have a a plurality of elders. So, you know, that keeps 
some some check on we we're all sinners we're all prone to to sin and and to be serving as a team is a great protection uh and then to have a regional assembly of elders where church members can make an appeal we have a you know a, a judicial review committee that mm-hmm. handles adjudication if there's church discipline stuff that comes up it's just such a blessing to have that because then there's accountability for us not just locally but we, we call it extra locally yeah. um, within our region. There's accountability uh, and encouragement and support and interdependence and then nationally and, and globally as well. So that connects to another one of our shared values, which right. is our interdependence. We are united in our, in our mission and in our governance and, and uh, in our fellowship and in our fellowship. Yeah. And so, you know, our, our interdependence, we, again, we just see that biblically churches paul is writing to and addressing churches that are spread out now he's planted throughout the roman empire but they are interconnected they're praying for each other they are giving financially to support those in need they're they're contributing to the mission they're supporting missionaries like paul and barnabas as they're sent out um and and so that interdependence of churches it's like you said we're none of our churches should be on an island and there are other polity structures where churches really are just kind of on their own. Uh, I I think of how often I've heard people in in other denominations from other um, streams in in the last couple of years lament how tired pastors Mm -hmm. are since the pandemic and all the stuff going on culturally, just how uh, alone pastors feel. And and I think everybody within Sovereign Grace, we all kind of look around like, we've never been alone a single day built into the system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, locally we're not alone. Uh, Regionally we're not alone. Uh, Denominationally we're not alone. And we just, we so treasure that interdependence and partnership for the sake of the gospel, believing um, local churches as small as we may be can do more for um, the gospel Mm. uh, locally and globally through our partnership together. We can do more together than we could on our own. That's right. And we really do, love our partnership. We really do cherish, um, our region, but also we, we love sovereign grace. We just, we love being a part of this family of churches. And, um, as part of an expression of that, uh, I think it's, it's pretty typical that these spring RAEs, cause we're not, we're not the only ones. Every region is meeting in an RAE happening in in the next couple weeks. And the, so part of our polity is there is a, um, a leadership team, um, that kind of takes the, takes the, the, the responsibility of leading the denomination. So we, the, the executive director, Mark Prater, is voted on by the Council of Elders. And then at his discretion, he has you know six or seven other mm-hmm. leaders that are part of his team that make up different committees, blah, yep. blah, blah. Well, I, what I really love is that uh, the, the leadership team makes a point to send out leadership team members to these REs as kind of just to yeah. keep a... Just to, yeah. again, to not have just a presence, to, keep, to be connected relationally. And that's that's what I mean. Yep. Is it. So, for instance, we had Jared Mellinger who um, came to our RAE. He's a um, pastor at the largest Sovereign Grace Church and Covenant Fellowship out in Glen Mills. Uh, Same church that Jim Donahue that's is right. a pastor at who preached here. That's right. So we had two pastors from Covenant <laughs> Fellowship here last week. And we could have, could have had more. They've yeah. got a bunch. They've got like 20. <laughs> They're great. And, oh man, Jared is just such a gift. He is a great, he's a good He's a good man, mm. um, a godly man, a, a and just a friend, really. Mm-hmm. So to have him here was was sweet. Yeah. And uh, he 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 was he was with us uh, from for the majority of the of the assembly. Um, hearing our so part of what we do at these things is we give church updates, mm-hmm. hearing them, uh, being a part of praying for us. He presented a few times on our 
partnership, which is again, something we love so dearly. Um, so he was there as well. So that's a, oh, and the reason why we meet in Sioux Falls is because Greg Durenberger, our senior pastor is the regional leader yeah. of our region, which he does so well. I mean, it's like Greg was <laughs> brewed in a lab to be such a thing, to, <laughs> to strengthen pastors, to encourage and yeah. coach pastors, to care for pastors. That's just what Greg is yeah. just so yeah, he, good He at. has the wisdom and the experience pastorally uh, to do that so well. <laughs> wisdom and experience. That's he develops way. leaders. I mean, that's, yeah. that's his fastball. And so to be caring for and developing other pastors within our region, right. um, yeah, it's it's been a blessing to have yes. Greg leading our region, yes. leading those regional assemblies. So that's why we gathered here, which is which is convenient sweet. for us. It's very convenient <laughs> for us. So that's why we meet, and kind of a little bit of what we do, but just to give you a layout of what the week looked like. Yeah. Um, so Tuesday, well, really, it, it didn't officially start till Tuesday night, but Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon, yeah. I it, it began in a way for it, me at least. Yeah. Well, for several of us. So I, I'm the chair of our regional ordination committee, which is made up of uh, four elders in our region. Greg serves on that. So uh, half of our ordination committee is made up of <laughs> elders here from Sioux Falls, um, and, and so it's the each region in Sovereign Grace is responsible for ordaining elders who are um, observed and evaluated and, and trained and equipped by local churches. A local yeah. eldership recognizes a man, puts him forward for ordination, and then the regional ordination committee oversees the testing and examination and all of checking those boxes. Again, highlighting our interdependence. Right. Our, in a lot of ways, uh, interdependence of oversight, yep. of training, of commendation, yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah, yeah, and so to have a rigorous process like that is a reflection of our high view of eldership, mm-hmm. which again is a distinction in our shared values, elder-led, elder-governed churches. A lot of times people are used to a church where there's there's an elder board where people are elected every couple years or so. Rotation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you rotate through, and people don't, in those churches, an elder isn't necessarily a pastor. Right. You know, a pastor is somebody who has training, calling, qualification, an elder kind of serves as an advisory board or, right. or whatever to, to the pastors. In our polity, elders are pastors. Pastors are elders. And so because we have a high view of eldership, then that process of ordination is a, a rigorous process that you know quite well. because <laughs> you grueling. Yeah, so you, you, congratulations to you. Um, and I need to post on, on Realm, but uh, I had people on Sunday asking me, how did, how did Matt do? Because we had announced you were <laughs> going brutal. into your oral exam and we yeah. haven't updated the church on that yet, uh, which is my fault. But... You had your oral, sat for your oral exam on Tuesday, which is a couple hour yeah. process. Um, that was grueling. Yeah. I, I, having, one, gone through that myself and now being on the other side, uh, administering that mm-hmm. exam and just watching guys <laughs> sit in the hot seat, face those question, you know, question after question where you're thinking on your feet and trying to give an oral articulation right. and explanation of both, you know, theologically, biblically careful and precise, pastorally attentive, just, um, man, it, it is a mental it's a, grind. It's a grind. It's <laughs> a good way of saying it. Yeah. But you, you did so well. And so happy to report Matt passed his uh, oral exam <laughs> and we celebrate that. And that is the last, um, kind of hurdle to jump through in terms of papers and exams and, yeah. and testing the the last formal steps in the ordination process. So so then what happened at our business meeting on Thursday morning was on behalf of the ordination committee, 
I introduce you, recommend you to our regional assembly for ordination. Um, and then the regional assembly has an opportunity to question you if, if anybody wants to over the yeah. next 30 days. Yeah. Uh, and after 30 days, then as a regional assembly, we will vote to approve your ordination. So there's that vote. And then the very last step was just the, you know, an ordination service that will happen on a, a Sunday morning. Yeah. So thrilled about that sometime mid to late May, our region will vote mm-hmm. on your ordination uh, to approve that, and then we'll we'll schedule an ordination service, Lord, <laughs> Lord willing. willing. So, yeah, <laughs> man. So that that's a big deal. That hap- that's part of our regional yes. assembly. So oftentimes, when we're getting together for these assemblies, the ordination committee, we often meet, you know, before or after yeah. if, if there's a candidate to um, examine. We like to do those oral exams in in person as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, and that was. For me, as, as grueling as it was and as, as long as this process has been, I think what's edifying to me is that um, it, it's, it really is, and this is, again, like you said, the, the safety system, um, it, it's not so much that you love the system itself, but what it protects. Yeah. So for, for, for a guy like me who's wondering, am I a pastor? Mm. Um, I, I'm eager to open myself up to examination, not because I like being examined, right? <laughs> nobody <laughs> who does. Likes, nobody <laughs> likes that, but... I'm like, I, I think I even said this in the oral exam because I think one of the questions was, tell us about your call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I said this whole time, I've just been waiting for somebody to tell me, sorry, not, <laughs> you're not cut out not, for it. This isn't for you. Why don't you just, you know, go home, go, do something, on home. go, go <laughs> do something else, which is, you know, can be, nobody likes being rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's helpful. Yeah. It's clarifying. And it, it's one thing to have that with just myself and my wife. It's another thing to have that with just you know, you guys, my friends, it's another thing to open yourself up to the entire region yeah. to other pastors, seasoned pastors. Are, they yep. really have only had you guys, your guys's word for me. Yep. And now to examine me and see for, okay, is he, right. is he for real? Yeah. They're, um, they're listening to your preaching. They're reading right. your theology exams. They've, they've read your papers. They're pouring over that. So that's just helpful. And yeah. I think that what that, I think what it communicates to or to the people of Emmaus Road Church and to the to the people of our churches in general is that we really do hold ordination up as a um, it's a rigorous yeah. process. We, it's not just anybody can if you right. feel called. All right, come on in. It, it really is a process of examination because we take so seriously the call to pastoral ministry and all the warnings and the the, the yeah. requirements and uh, that are required in the New Testament. Like the Hebrews, I was at Hebrews 12 or, or Hebrews 13, where, um, you know, yep. submit to your leaders as people who will give an account to God for your yeah, souls. They're keeping watch over your souls. That's right. Yeah. So we high view of, of that, that the church is the household of the living God, a pillar right. and buttress of the truth. Right. Um, first Peter five addresses elders as under shepherds, shepherds of the flock under Jesus, the chief shepherd. Right. It, it's his flock. It's his church. He's building his church. And That's so right. what, what, uh, a trust, a stewardship that, that we've been given. So yeah, we, we would say pastors are not self-selected. You no. don't just raise your hand and volunteer and say, I, I want to be a pastor. So therefore I, I will be, right. um, th- there's an external observation and affirmation. So yeah. that's, that's a big part of what happens at our RAE. And I think what it communicates to the region, and this is what we were on our church update and what it what's so edifying is I think and again, I'm not trying, I think it's just another example, like numerically we've grown mm-hmm. tremendously in the mm-hmm. past year. And we were able to give that update to the, to the region. Um, we're adding another, you know, Lord willing, another elder. Yeah. Um, I think what that says to, uh, 
to us and to Emmaus Road churches, um, God is building his church. Yeah. You know, th- this is not because yeah, God, of some... God like, gives pastors ex- to the church. That's exactly right. This it's is his kindness, his generosity, his care for his that's right. church. He is causing things to grow. Yeah. Not, wow, look at how cool our strategy is and look at that's how right. cool these guys are, which we are f- far from. Yeah, pretty ordinary. <laughs> but it is... Uh, so that was a sweet update to give to yeah. the churches. Um, and so we, we, we spend a lot of time actually just hanging out, mm-hmm. getting dinner. I think we had dinner every night together. Um, that, that the first night where the RAE officially, you know, the gun went off and we really got into it. Um, we met at, uh, Johnny Carino's and there was like, what, 35, 40 guys in oh, there yeah. because we, we brought in a bunch of our guys, guests from us, which I think it was sweet to, for, for those men to get yeah. to, to observe and, and to and see. And that's common at our RAEs that, uh, churches in our region will bring, not, you know, their elders will come right. as many as, as can make the trip, uh, along with sometimes guests mm. or, you know, we, we refer to them as guests, but, uh, members of those churches who are maybe considering ordination or in process of working toward their ordination, their right. you know, leaders in development, or sometimes we, we do invite guests from outside of sovereign grace who are yeah. interested in being yeah. part of sovereign grace. And, and it just gives people a, a flavor yeah. for that. I, I think th- that highlights one of the things that we, we value. And we, I, I think this is um, reflected locally as well, that we um, build relationally. That's right. W- within sovereign grace. One of the ways that we build and strengthen churches is, is relationally. So that relational fabric really matters. And I think our people are familiar with that when we talk about the, all the time, from the time we planted the church, we, we've just said the church is the people of That's God right. gathered together. So share your lives together, eat meals together, mm-hmm. recreate together, do, do life together, um, because it's in the context of those real life, everyday relationships where we have opportunities to speak into each other's lives, to apply the gospel, to observe evidence of God's grace to see deficiency and, you know, weaknesses and sin that God wants to graciously address. So, so building relationally, um, it's not just formal business. It's, um, you know, the, the trust and the love for one another, the partnership, the interdependence that's cultivated by spending time together and relating and, and, um, hearing how, our families are doing and yeah. um, just just sharing life together that that knits us into one another right. which, which strengthens our gospel partnership right, right. You know, we're, we're linking arms together right so the for instance and this is this come is not just in our polity which it reflects in our polity and in our structure but also um, I know Jeff Perswell who's on the leadership team said to me once like hey ordination is not just test to be passed mm-hmm. right like you said hoops to jump through that that's not what it really is. Um, certainly, we need standards. That's why they're called standards. But really, it is a getting. It's, it's a. It's a. Like you said, even in our, the way we function as a church is mm-hmm. to be built in relationally. We're not just Christians that would just check the box, right? We're not just Christians because we read our Bibles. Not just Christians because we come to church on Sunday. Right. We are Christians in all of life. Yeah, and that means community. Um, and so that in our RE that's reflected in hearing updates Mm -hmm. and then praying for each other and caring for each other. And those updates include all of it, not just here's where things are going well, but here's some challenges Challenges, we're facing. And and then just an opportunity to lay hands and and pray for people. And then, you know, we took what, two, three hours of a, of of an afternoon just to gather in small groups and to really dive in and to pray for one another. Which is something that Greg has introduced to our region since he became the regional leader and has been a a sweet highlight 
in our regional assemblies, you know, from my, my perspective, uh, when we get together, just having time to linger and, uh, <laughs> if you're wondering I, if there is a, we record in a chapel, so yeah, there, <laughs> some Sioux Falls Christian students walking by. I don't know if you can hear that, but it sounds like a herd of elephants because <laughs> it, it essentially is <laughs> trumpeting and stomping. <laughs> uh, sh- sh- <laughs> We've all been there. Okay. Making more noise, telling each other to be quiet. That's right. The, yeah. Yeah. That seems about right. Oh my. Uh, but those, yeah, the time to pray together and just yeah. individually. Yeah, it's one thing to hear church updates. So each church has time in the agenda to get up and give a, an extended update on yeah. highs and lows and you know, highlights from, from the last year and challenges that they're facing. But then the, that time when we break down um, in prayer triplets and, and pray just individually, how are you doing? Um, you know, what are some of the, the framework? And I think some of our people are familiar with this. I know we've used this in our MC headache, heartache and hallelujah. Yeah. Um, you know, what are some challenges that you're facing that give you a headache? What, what are some of the, the heartaches, just trials and challenges in life that you lament and grieve right now? Um, and hallelujah is evidence of God's grace and, yeah. and then to pray for each other. Um, I, I, you know, ministry is hard. Life is hard, but we have a great high priest who's able to sympathize That's with right. our weaknesses. And we approach his throne of grace with confidence that we will find mm-hmm. grace and mercy to help us in our time of need. So when we do that together, praying for one another, um, I, I know guys just leave refreshed mm-hmm. and encouraged and built up, which is a practical fruit of our partnership. They, yeah. they can go back to their local churches with joy and confidence in Christ to serve as joyful pastors. And that yeah. you know, trickles down into joyful churches, local yeah. churches that are, um, uh, expressions of the joy and the grace and the kindness of God in those local communities. Yeah. And so it, it th- that is a significant right. part of our time together. So I think I can, as we, as we, as we end here, I think I can speak for us if, if I may, that we, we, that week, um, we end that week with our tanks refilled. <laughs> um, we, with a, with a, with a fresh realization of fresh, um, appreciation for our partnership mm-hmm. with not just the guys in our region, but with Sovereign Grace in general. We yeah. love Sovereign Grace. We love these churches. We love the churches in our region. It's just a deep affection for mm-hmm. one another and care for one another. But ultimately, I think I, I just throughout the week, I was just thinking, man, I just love our church. Yeah, <laughs> I really oh, yeah. do. And, and not because it's, you know, for anything, you know, whatever, but I just, I really do love and it, 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 it built me up to, to continue to for all of us, I think to give our lives That's right. to this church and to the people of Emmaus Road Church, who we love so much, the dearest place on earth. It to really us. is. So, yes. uh, thank you, Emmaus, for praying for us. Um, for me personally, thank you so much for praying for me as mm. I did this <laughs> brutal oral exam. I really did <laughs> cherish and treasure those prayers. Felt um, built up. I felt strengthened. Um, so. Thank you so much for praying for us, for allowing us to attend this thing, even though it was in Sioux Falls, but allowing and giving us margin to, to be here. Yes. And, um, so we, we are built up and feel ready to keep going. So Amen. till next time. Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, you can reach out to your missional community leader. And if you're not yet plugged into gospel community at Emmaus Road, visit us online at EmmausRoadSF.com.